live in a world that is facing one of its biggest challenges in living memory. The coronavirus pandemic has devastating potential as it sweeps across the globe. To fight this virus and slow its spread, we've had to change almost everything about how we live our lives. In Coronavirus Examined, we're talking to experts from the University of Sheffield to explore the different ways in which coronavirus is changing our world and the way we live. I'm Alicia Shepherd, and welcome to Coronavirus Examined. Each episode, we're speaking to a different academic via the socially distanced means of video chat to ask them for their expert takes on the broad ranging impacts of the coronavirus pandemic. Today, I'm joined by Dr. Ross Cameron and Professor Anna Jorgensen from our Department of Landscape. Both are experts in the way we experience natural environments and plants and the influences can have on our mental well-being. In this episode, we're going to discuss some of the aspects of this and how we can interact with green space, plants and nature to improve our mental health. Ross and Anna, could you both please tell me just a little bit about your research interests? I have an interest in the outdoor environment in general, but plants specifically, and the benefits that plants provide us, um, both from an environmental perspective, so cleaning the air, capturing rainfall, but also from a social or health perspective. So how we interact with the natural world, how we interact with plants and animals, and what might be the benefits to us from that relationship. Well, it's it's been an area that I've been really interested in um, as an academic researcher for a number of years now. Um, and I've been exploring it um, from different perspectives and in different ways. Um, I've also got a kind of long-standing personal relationship with nature, I would say. So I'm in the privileged position of being able to, to study something that means a lot to me personally as well. What are some of the benefits of spending time in green spaces? I think nature opens up a space that's apart from our daily lives of work and caring um, and sometimes conflict. Um, And this is a space um, that contains worlds within worlds um, and embraces the immensity of things like clouds, sky, sunsets, and also tiny micro worlds of seeds, soil and tiny living creatures. Um, And it's a space that's rich with sensory impressions Um, So we might be living indoors at the moment um, in places that, you know, quite kind of chaotic or um, crowded, um, you know, perhaps quite conflicted um, and um, outside um, or through observing nature, um, we can kind of experience different sensory impressions from things like birdsong or raindrops, all of which are things which are inherently interesting and absorbing um, to very many people. And I think these impressions um, take us away from the humdrum sort of white noise of our lives, which is something that's particularly important at the present time. In general, um, plants, gardens, outdoor environments tend to relax us. So there's a sort of stress relief response that comes with being in a natural environment. And when that, whether that's intrinsic to our biology or whether it's something we've, we've learned is still open to debate. But it relaxes us. It also stimulates us. There's a thing called, we would normally call it happiness. The psychologists call it positive effect. And there are positive responses we get from being in nature, being outdoors, being particularly in the garden where you're cultivating um, flowers and vegetables and things like that. There's also some other interesting theories that relate to the fact that our health is dependent on the microorganisms and some of the compounds that are found in nature 
and that when we breathe these microorganisms in, they help, uh, help the body, they're part of the natural process, they improve our, what we call our microflora in the gut, and that also seems to relate to things like mental health issues. What is it about plants and getting out in nature specifically that relaxes us? Well, I think it, there's, there's a fascination of interacting with something living. So a lot of this terminology is called ecotherapy, this idea of a therapeutic response associated with the natural world. So you have um, horticultural therapy being a component of that. But you also have people who, who believe in pet therapy or even watching fish in an aquarium. There's something relaxing about these soft movements, these living things having a dynamic process that we, we are kind of fascinated by. There's a lot of research around that, um, which has been going on for several decades, um, which confirms that many people commonly feel just just by experiencing nature in, in many different ways, they start to feel more relaxed. Um, and people talk about this having this experience of getting away from their everyday lives. Um, they often talk about recharging their batteries. Um, it gives them an opportunity to think about their problems, um, get them into perspective, feel more hopeful. Um, we feel that we're connected to something larger than ourselves, um, something which is, is carrying on no matter what, which I think can be quite a hopeful and optimistic um, feeling at, at what is not a very hopeful and optimistic time. How does all of this link to mental well-being and what kind of impact can being exposed to nature have on people? I think on a more profound level, um, it does provide a space in which people can really try to get to grips with their problems and reflect on things and reflect on who they are. And that can be extremely valuable, um, especially um, nowadays when, you know, we are we are cooped up inside um, and that may not always be a very pleasant experience. I mean, we all experience conflict with our nearest and dearest at different times. And I think just having that kind of ability to, to get away from it all, take time out, calm down, think about the things that really matter um, in your life um, can, can be really valuable. Um, I think um, it's, can also be really helpful for people with long-term sort of mental health issues, um, that it can be a, a way of kind of self-regulating and finding solace. But I think, you know, it can be part, experiencing nature, loving nature, getting to know nature can be part of a long-term coping strategy um, to help you deal with, with mental ill health in various forms, or just kind of keeping you you know, topping you up and stopping you from kind of sliding into um, a more kind of, you know, a, perhaps preventing a, a minor mental health issue um, degenerating into something more serious um, and just maintaining, topping up your mental health on a regular basis. So obviously we're in a situation at the moment where many people are self-isolating but can still go for a walk outdoors or might have gardens they can go out into. But what can people be doing to make sure they're achieving the benefits that these kinds of spaces provide? Well, in a garden situation, I think it's 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 obviously easier. You've got more space to to explore and roam. So there are things you can do within that little natural environment of your own, the, the home garden. 
you can cultivate plants, you can pot things on, you can be creative, and that sort of whole art therapy side as well, the idea of being creative and, and finding um, positive responses from friends and, and family about what you're creating. At the same time, if you don't have a home garden, you've, you're, you're living in a flat, then things like house plants, growing seedlings on a windowsill, they're all part of this soft fascination, this intrinsic understanding of watching something else develop and grow. And that takes away the negative thoughts that you have that distracts you from the, the background news and the background problems that we're being bombarded with. I think it's really important to acknowledge that not everyone has positive experiences of green space all the time. I also think that it's quite personal. So, you know, it depends on the sorts of experiences that you've had in your life and the kinds of green spaces that have been meaningful to you. I would say that um, connecting with nature and experiencing nature is a kind of personal journey. Um, and it's important to acknowledge those differences of life experience and life opportunity. But I would say it's never too late um, for anyone to sort of get to know nature and to start experiencing nature and that it's, you know, it's a rewarding thing. Um, the other thing I would say is that um, we don't have to sort of focus on iconic landscapes. So, you know, we've all seen those, um, those terrible drone pictures of those guilty people um, exercising in the Peak District. Um, but, you know, we don't have to go to the Peak District um, to get our fix of nature. There's lots and lots of opportunities um, for experiencing nature. Is there anything that we can do in the way we engage with green space and plants that can help to amplify the positive effect it has on us? So we know that just being in a green environment or even just having a photograph of a natural environment can make you more relaxed make you more uh, de-stress de more quickly. Certainly taking photos and, you know, really looking for things that are worth taking photos of. Uh, and of course, this is a time when we can, you know, we are able to share things virtually. So we can share things on, you know, on Facebook or Instagram or however, whatever our chosen medium is. So taking a photo of something in nature and sharing it can be a way of connecting with other people. But it's that kind of noticing and really looking and that kind of sensory engagement that's really important. So I think thing, I mean, obviously people who enjoy gardening and who don't see it as a chore get a lot out of that um, because it's, um, it's, it is about looking and noticing and caring for something. I think getting your hands dirty adds an extra benefit and that's both from a sort of physical point of view so you're actively burning calories you're moving the joints you're moving the bones being out if you're, you're digging the garden or or playing in the garden playing with the children whatever but i think there's the physical mobility side but also this idea of, of being creative and having opportunity to um you know pot things on play with the different colors be be design orientated um, that whole idea of actually generating new life through your activities has a sort of, um, you know, positive psychological effect as well. So the whole problem with these things is it's quite holistic. There's lots of different mechanisms working together to provide an overall benefit. Do either of you have any final hints or tips for people listening? 
I think the key thing is, is, is to understand that generally speaking, nature is therapeutic um, and people find different levels of that. So whether it's, it's playing with the, the cat or the dog or whatever in the garden, or whether it's actually working with the plants, listening to the bird song, it's about taking this as it actually is a, as a form of opportunity to just realize the living things that are around us. And even when we talk about these beneficial microbes on us, um, that, that you know, the, you've got time now to, to dwell and think about things in a positive way, as well as try and deal with the, the negative uh, messages coming over the airwaves. And I think it's about exploring and finding the fascination being the, the main soft theme here. I think it's about really thinking about what's, what's in your neighbourhood, what's in your area. Um, so, you know, the, there may be a park, um, but that may be quite a busy place now because people, you know, they're desperate to get out. So you might go to the park in search of that kind of solitude and find it's kind of crowded with other people. Um, so I would say, um, you know, think about the full range of nature and green spaces in your area. Perhaps try going somewhere you've not been to before. Um, perhaps go at a slightly different time of day when, um, you know, when perhaps people, um, it's not going to be as busy um, and you're going to be able to enjoy that space on your own um, or with members of your, your family. Thank you so much for speaking to us today. It was really useful. And I think those insights will really help a lot of people to make the most of the natural environments they have around them. Before we go, we'd just like to say a huge thanks to Russ and Anna for talking to us on Coronavirus Examined. If you want to find out more about their research, you can follow Anna on Twitter at, at Jorgensen underscore Anna. We'll also be including links to any relevant research or blog posts in the show notes for this episode. Thanks for listening and hopefully you'll join us for our next episode where we'll be talking about anxiety and the social impacts of COVID-19. Coronavirus Examined is a podcast series from the University of Sheffield. It's presented by me, Alicia Shepherd, and edited and produced by Harry Clulo and Tommy Wilson. To find out more about the University of Sheffield's research around coronavirus, head to sheffield.ac.uk forward slash research forward slash coronavirus. Coronavirus Examined is a podcast series from the University of Sheffield. It's presented by me, Alicia Shepherd, and edited and produced by Harry Clulo and Tommy Wilson. To find out more about the University of Sheffield's research around coronavirus, head to sheffield.ac.uk forward slash research forward slash coronavirus.